I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is old song. Alistair. Yeah. Welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up five with five sketch, sketch ideas. ideas. And you're Andy. Oh, I'm Andy. And I'm Alistair, George <laughs> William, Tom Lee Birchall. And we were recently on the Who Knew It with Matt Stewart podcast. Check it out. Well, we weren't. You were. Oh, I was. With, I wasn't there. Oh, sorry. I was, I was on with Ben Russell and Raywin Pickering, and that was really fun. Holy shit, that was a hilarious fucking episode. Really? I haven't listened back. Yes. But. Um, neither have I, but uh, <laughs> words got around. <laughs> um, Matt tweeted that <laughs> in my circles that, that this episode, uh, people have said that it's it's changed podcasting forever. I think it's very possible that it has. Really? I love you, the relationship that you have with um, Ben Russell. Yeah, because where yeah. where I I love him a tremendous amount, and I and it's yeah. like I really want to be his friend. But he yeah. has a he has an emotional distance that he can't <laughs> he can't close. <laughs> he can't close, and as far as we know, has no interest in closing. No, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> he's he's definitely playing hard to get. Yeah, and that's but, fine because I mean we're both you know yeah. basically forty, and we don't have time for this kind of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically 40. <laughs> um, um, yeah, really fantastic episode. Uh, one of the things I think you mentioned in the podcast, mm-hmm. this is me attempting to tag jokes from a different podcast. Right. I think I think it might have come up that um, Stephen King was, am I right? Was this your podcast? We were talking about Stephen King writing a lot of his things set in Maine. <laughs> what? I feel I feel like I've heard this spoken about recently, so it could have been, yeah, it could have been. Oh, was the- that on somebody else's podcast? I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, I thought I thought we could. There, there was something to be said there about he's draining the main creative vein. I think that's really good. <laughs> or he's struck a rich. Mm, he's draining. He's, he's draining. struck a rich main vein. <laughs> yeah, that's when the new kid accidentally kicks you in the nuts. <laughs> I mean, and you or, and, and you have lots of money. Yes, ah, <laughs> and you keep it in your penis because <laughs> oh, it's my penis that's rich. My dad died and left all of his fortune to my penis. Mm, mm, it's 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 that scene from Pulp Fiction, but instead of a, a watch, it's a fifty dollar note. And instead of keeping it in his ass, he rolled it up and slid it into his. Stick hole. <laughs> he said, "I'll be damned." I'll he be- wanted you to have this ice cream money. He said this fifty dollars note was your birthright. <laughs> He'll be damned if they're gonna get their hands on your birthright. Mm. Fifty dollars. Mm. Mm. <laughs> was it? It's this. This very fungible fifty dollars. <laughs> Hugely fungible. <laughs> One of the most fungible things that I could have given you. I have a fungible infection, which means that it can, <laughs> there's a lot of it, and it's easily transferred. That, that describes something. I have a fungible, fungible. Infe- infection. I have, I have an infection that's exactly the same as every other infection, and it can be <laughs> interchanged. Yeah. Um, Look, that's something. Um, the listeners will be thrilled to learn what? that I am recording this podcast at a new location oh. with different dogs. Oh. So the what dogs the, are these? You might notice. Well, one of them is a German Shepherd, yeah. and the other is just a sort of a very noisy sort of general dog. Oh, just like know? a just a just an average dog. Yes, it's the it's the the dog breed. Yeah, it's a dog oodle. Do you think that it's yeah. a good sign or? 
like do you think it's a sign of how good we are or or a sign of how bad our species is or how how mm. bad our the our genus is the human mm. genus is that what we're, is our human genus or human species homo sapiens i think we're a species i think homo yeah. sapiens is a species so then but the homo part so the that's the genus probably maybe uh is uh homo is genus i reckon yeah yeah um they, kind people can often find green shoes so genus is the one above yeah uh species great yeah yeah homo is the genus that emerged in the genus australopithecus um, so uh, uh, astral, Australopithecus. Australopithecus. No, Australopithecus. <laughs> um, and so, is it? Do you think it's a bad sign that every other species in that genus has passed away? Or do, yes. do you think? <laughs> I think we're basically the Black Widow of uh, of other human. Uh, oh, it's like the worst. Homo, it's worse than a black species. widow. It's like you have sex mm. with them, and then you wipe out their entire species. <laughs> <laughs> We're the white widows. Yeah, <gasps> the white widow, the the wipe widow. Ah, uh, yes, mm. the wipe window, the black window, <laughs> the wipe window, the black window spider. <laughs> Wipe window. Now, what does that? What does that mean? Um, <laughs> because white widow, I don't think is a, is really an expression anyway to start with. So we're already one step removed from referencing anything. And I love that we then take that to window wipe white window, and then we take the white to wipe, and now we're so far from having any kind of meaning mm. that we create. We, we we've just opened up the entire universe. We've broken through the constraints of having to be connected to anything that we're referencing. That's where true creativity lies. <laughs> Alistair, I, have we written down any well, sketch ideas? we hadn't, but then while you went on your long, your long uh, rant <laughs> just then... <laughs> I got on my high horse. Then, yeah. uh, then but... It, but I feel like you were you were tapping you were hitting a a rich main vein, M A I N E E V E I N E, and wipe out their species. I feel like there's something in that. I don't know what this is. You know, mm. it's more of a joke. Mm. But I think I think that there is a film definitely in the. Like the final, the last few Neanderthal, Neanderthals, Neanderthals, whatever they mm. are, you know, um, and like what we've done to them. Yeah. Do you think? Sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think you know you th- you think about um, <laughs> you think about movies like It Follows, which I'm sure I've referenced too much for a movie I haven't seen. Yeah. Or um, which is sort of you know, um, I think. I think you have sex with somebody and then there's this sort of thing following you trying to kill you, yeah, right? That's good. Now, it's like that. It's the last it's the last Neanderthal species, mm. right? Uh yeah. last Neanderthal like family group or whatever. Yeah, and then there's just a bunch of Homo sapiens just trying to have to seduce them and dilute their gene pool. Mm. So instead of killing you, they're sort of uh sort of it's a kind of um, genetic um, of course, genocide. Of course, <laughs> it's the great it's the great replacement theory, basically. But, but, but of course, Adipoles. back in those days, we didn't know about gene pools and stuff. I think I think that that there would have just been conflicting people within the within the mm. humans, the Homo sapiens, and there were yeah. those who feared them and and their differenceness, mm. um, and those who were. Wooed, we found that found that very arousing, exotic, you know, and maybe <laughs> yes. like they, you know, they might have just grown up, you know, over the hill from each other, and the children like played that, together. I like that Neanderthal brow; it gives me something to hold on to. You know that kind of <laughs> keeps the sun out of my. <laughs> will keep the sun out of my children's <laughs> eyes. 
<laughs> keeps the sun out of my I eyes did actually, when we're making love. I did. If they I, lean over me. I wrote a joke. And I can get under it like a veranda. I wrote a joke in French the other day. Because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm reconnecting with my French, as you know. Mm-hmm. And hang on, um, but then I can tell you in English. But it is on this topic. Hang on, it's gonna reach it. It's over on the bed. Okay, wait here. I wrote a joke about French Canada recently. So when you've done your joke, well, I'm gonna tell you. Mine. Okay. Do you want me to read it to you in French first? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go for it, and I'll see if I can laugh at it. Okay. Je sais pas pourquoi le monde. Uh, sont racistes. Um, on n'est pas si différent. On est tout homo sapiens. Uh, <laughs> il y a, il y avait un temps quand qui, uh, quand qui avait d'autres types d'humains, homo habilis, homo neanderthal. Je sais pas c'est quoi en français. Là, mais, anyway. mais il y en a plus parce que le monde de toutes différentes cultures ont travaillé ensemble pour les éliminer. <rire> Puis j'espère, dans le futur, on pourrait recapturer ce dynamique. <rire> euh, j'espère qu'un jour, on va arrêter de juger le monde pour la couleur de leur peau et à sa place... On va les juger pour la protrude. I didn't know what this word was in French, but protrudation de leurs soucis. <laughs> Tell me all about okay. this, Alastair. I'm on tenterhooks. It's basically. I heard. Uh, I don't know why people are racist, right? Mm. You know, well, it wasn't always like this. You know, like we're not that different. You know, like I mean, uh, we're all we're all Homo sapiens. You know, there was a time. When there was other types of humans, you know, Homo habilis, Homo neanderthals, mm. you know, and 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 at one point, people of all cultures came together to wipe those things out. <laughs> you know, and I hope that yeah. one day that we can recapture that dynamic. You know, come back together like that. You know, a time when we don't judge people based on the color of their skin, but on the pr- amount. Their eyebrows protrude. <laughs> I wonder if it would be like kissing somebody wearing a baseball cap. <laughs> yeah, you, that's why. You, that's probably where the thing where people turn their heads to the side comes from when they kiss. Mm, yeah, back from the back when we all had that built-in baseball cap. Well, maybe. People who are attracted to skater boys, mm. there's something in their DNA that they would have been the ones who are more likely to make out with the Neanderthal. With the, yeah, so the, so that, he was a skater boy. Mm. Was uh, was more of a like he was a you know yes. Neanderthal <laughs> boy. <laughs> oh, it's really good. It's really good. Here's my French Canadian joke. Okay. Uh, ah, Canada. Um, for when you like your America. No, wait. <laughs> for when you like your Americans, like you like you like, fuck, Canada. For when you like your Americans, like you like your vichyssoir soup, cold and French. What's vichyssoir soup? <laughs> it's, a, it's a cold French soup. Oh, cold <laughs> French soup. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> you know, there's like lots of... See, Oh yeah, there it is. We're all laughing. We're all laughing. I'm having a good time. I think I, you know, I enjoyed it. Mm, mm. I think was it the three times I had to go. I think the like is the like you like in the in the middle that tripped me up. Um, I think that the New Orleans French are basically the Quebec French that just traveled down. And what's mm. what's great is when you hear some of them talk. You can go when you YouTube some some like gumbo recipes and stuff like that, and you get some of those old mm. really like stereotypical New Orleans chef and they're like okay now you gotta cut your onion and uh, <laughs> now the best thing about uh, the best way to cut your onion is to uh, <laughs> you wanna slice your onion like this <laughs> onion mm. what about this <laughs> right it's yeah. a sketch in which somebody um, uh, uh, has a meal that they've prepared for somebody mm. okay 
um, and they bring it to the table. It's a big steaming pot. They take the lid off, right? And what's inside is basically a sort of thick, green, plasticky goop with a couple of eyeballs floating in it. Wait, this is what? This is, so it's a pot with a big plastic a goop. The, the, the stuff inside yeah. the pot, right? Some eyeballs in it. Is a, is, a, is a plasticky green goop with some eyeballs floating in it. Yeah. And, uh, and... Like somebody the, melted Slimer or something. Well, it, indeed. This is where we're going with this, right? And then the, the person who's been served this soup says... says no, I said I'd love to um, try a gumbo soup, uh. right? And then the door swings open behind the chef and we see in in the kitchen the dismembered remains of Gumby. Sure, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's a full life-size Gumby, right, that's been hacked to death and had their, <laughs> their plaster... It's the plasticine of the crime. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. Like, like I, I don't love the joke, but I love that you no. how much how good you are at it. <laughs> Thanks, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, you know the the sort of the the mechanical structure of the joke. Is more or less sound, you know. I put the right pieces in the right places. I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So structurally speaking, it's it's solid. Yeah. You know the plasticine of the crime. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe that is also where we differ. Is that I like to put the pieces in the wrong area. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I get. That's where I get my joy. A little hitter. <laughs> Little mm. hit of endorphins for fucking up a joke on purpose, mm. and mm. sometimes not on purpose. Um, yeah, look, I look. I, I mean, it's written down, Andy. The a Gumby soup. Oh, so this is really um, exciting. <laughs> uh, I mean, one of the problems with the joke is probably no one would say a gumbo soup, would they? They probably would oh, well, probably it's not just a, say it's gumbo not a soup. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It is. It is a kind of quite of a rich stewy type thing. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty soupy, and it's pro- it like. A, but but they refuse to call it a soup. Ah, <laughs> uh, and I respect that. Yeah, you know, you know what those Louis, Louisiana sorts are like. Mm-hmm. What's your mm-hmm. favorite type of potato? You know, how people like have thoughts on what kind of oh, potatoes a, are good. This is a great question to ask a Tasmanian because we're very. You're like you're, you're like the Bolivians of, of Australia. That's right. <laughs> Very rich potato diet. You have purple ones. You have ones that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah, that's correct. And the ones that we were brought up to worship in my family were pink, called pink eyes. You ever had the pink eye? I don't know if I've ever had a pink eye. Yeah, it's a really good roasting potato. Really? So yeah, yeah. Um, do you not? beautiful do you ever is there any all-rounder potatoes that you're okay with no well i think there's too much compromise and they're trying to achieve a sort of a broad appeal like that yeah um but like (laughs) what if i told you that i have i wouldn't be able to tell the difference between one potato and another in terms of for comedic purposes i'll pretend that that is a real problem for me yeah is it like i i'm outraged and I think being able to tell the difference between different types of potatoes is one of the one of the things that separates us from the beasts. Yeah, like because like <laughs> yeah. every potato has seemed exactly the same throughout my whole life. Um, yeah. Okay. But you know, but I don't know what, what's a good you know what's a good in your opinion a good potato salad potato. Um. Have you ever had a potato salad with? What are those little ones? Uh, Kiplers? The, the, the na- Kiplers. Have you Kiplers? ever had one with Kiplers? I've got no idea. They're they're really good. Yeah? Yeah. So I'd recommend that. Okay. Give it a go. All right. I will give that a go. Thank you so much. Um, is there a sketch in, pota- in t- potato varieties? Um, I mean, I, I pitched to the studio a project that we could do, which would be the roast coast to coast, where we roast each state. 
yeah. um, and, you know, have an episode where we mock each state and territory of Australia um, one by one for half an hour <laughs> and then have a right of reply for, by a comedian from that state or territory. And uh, I was uh, – I thought one of the things that we could mock Tasmania for was for caring about the different varieties of potatoes, <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think it's a, I think it's a really stupid thing. I think and I every am, suburb, despite should... despite my very convincing, um, you know, persona in this episode of a guy who cares about different potato varieties, yeah. which I'm sure all the listeners have bought into, I am completely on your side, Alistair. And I was just assuming that position, like you know, like a like a right wing um, media personality, yeah. who just is performative and is just doing it for the. The attention and for the for the money. That's the grift, you know. I love um, that. I was doing that the same right thing grift. for potatoes. Mm. How much do you think that that's real? Like that right wing grift. Like so many people are just like, oh, people are literally buying shit because it's some um, because it's just being marketed directly to them, and it's just saying the same old shit that everybody has always said. Um. I think that's a huge part of it. Yeah. I think once you get into that world and you start doing that performatively, yeah. It it becomes, you know, you lose contact with the part of you that is real and that had any perspective on the issues and you just play it like a game which drives you further and further away from your basic humanity. Yeah. But I think that it's yeah, it's it's just it's, it's mostly bullshit. There are certain structural weaknesses in the human brain that you can exploit to yeah. make money and get attention, and and people are always going to do that. What's a funny thing that uh, you could do that yeah. instead for? Um, oh, great. You know? Uh, going to the toilet? Let's see. I'm going to the toilet. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean-, mean, we should start a, um, a right-wing campaign which suggests that you know, because toilets are a big part of stuff anyway. You know, the toilets are, are really in the as part of the discourse. That's all part of the debate now, toilets and who gets to go to what toilet. We should start something which suggests that having to go to the toilet at all is sort of just a conspiracy, yeah. right? And we should be able to shit and piss wherever we want. Sure, yeah, I guess, the, the you know, that's the, the categorization that they've put us in um, mm. is what's what's really at risk. We should be. If yeah. I mean, if we went to the toilet out in the open, maybe that would be better. Like, um, it was probably what you were su- suggesting. Um, yeah, yeah. But like, at That's least we I'm could suggesting. see, we could watch the kids while they're going to the toilet <laughs> and make sure that no <laughs> one's sure. abusing them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there should be a, I guess, a sort of panopticon style, um, toilet well, where actually. You can be watched constantly by everyone while you go to the bathroom. Mm. Yes. And I mean, that would be good for all of us because we all are at risk of being abused by people while we're in the bathroom. Exactly. Yeah. It should be. <laughs> it should be toilets that are arranged in a Mexican standoff style sort of toilets in the round right mm. and they're all sitting and they're all facing each other okay so that you can monitor and be monitored whenever you're going to the toilet yeah well it wasn't it wasn't a full form joke it. so that's why <laughs> yeah shut the fuck up Siri. <laughs> You know, Siri's become a big part of the comedy Bang Bang show. Really? Yeah, because t- uh, Scott keeps forgetting to turn off some feature on his laptop or whatever like that. And so there's just so many episodes in the last year where it's like, ah, Siri's back. It's <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, look, I, I like that. I, what about also a group mm-hmm. that is very concerned about um it's a conservative group of course but they Mm. are very concerned maybe it could be a liberal group i'm not sure but they're very concerned Mm. about groups that claim to be uh protecting children from Mm. dangers 
but that they may in some way be exploiting children. Whoa. Right? Okay. And so this group is trying to uh, stop the exploitation of children through uh, creating groups that, like, try to protect children from exploitation. Mm. Now, it feels like it's still a couple of notches away from being funny. Not, well, I, but I, I think I still didn't quite even catch what you're describing. Okay, so for so, example, like this, like this, um, like these, this movement in the, in like, uh, what's this kind of like this conservative movie that's been released, the Freedom of Something, and there's the Sound of Freedom, Sound of Freedom, and they're all, it's all these, from, it's kind of kind of comes from these groups who are very concerned about child trafficking, right? Yeah. This thing that is. Mostly and like not a huge issue, especially in places like America and things like that, right? Yes, it's, and when it does seem to be uncovered as occurring, it's usually <laughs> a right wing person who's doing it in some way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and <laughs> and so, but then so there, so then you kind of go like, well, and and I think there, there's kind of like. I think there's kind of talks about that film that maybe some of the people who are involved in making it are actually a group that gets in the way of people who are doing real work to stop child trafficking. Sure. Right? And so you try to create a group that tries to stop groups like that from, you know, from taking advantage of children through trying to saying that they're protecting them, which I guess in many ways is what the church was also doing a lot of the time was just like saying that they're helping people (laughs) and then they just get access to kids. Yeah. Right. And so we're a group that's trying to stop, not we're, not we're, but this in the sketch, it's (laughs) a group that's trying to stop the exploitation of children from groups that claim to be trying to help uh, children save them from exploitation and they call everybody mm. groomers and all that kind of stuff like that. Mm. And then we add some comedy to it. Yeah, great. Um are we trying to basically um we want we want to raise the next generation of people who are going to stop child exploitation, right? Yeah. And so we're actually getting kids very young, young and we're age. sending them off to camps and we're creating all sorts of Sunday schools and programs that um that uh train the children to mm. uh, and indoctrinate them in the <laughs> in fighting child exploitation this doesn't feel funny well, yet well i don't know uh, but what I, mean, about, I mean the yeah. easiest way to stop it would, would be if you had a guy on the inside you know who could tell you <laughs> that there is exploitation happening um and the best way yeah. would be to train children Sure, because sure. they're more likely to be where there's going to be, you know, some of that happening. That's right. Um, We're sending them in undercover. <laughs> We're sending you in. Oh God, as a as a victim. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This is what we're talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, you know, it could be a victim of just like you know getting morally exploited. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's a way to do this. I mean, we could take the topic and change the topic so it isn't something quite so fraught as child exploitation. It's so much fun to have fun with it, you know. What if we changed it to something else? Okay, like Like, dog exploitation. Dog (laughs) fight. Well, yeah, or like like poaching seals or something like that. It would be cool if you could get a dog, though. If you could get a dog and put it undercover. Now, because mm, oh, like, let's say your dog is called like <laughs> Rover, but you're like, no, now your yeah. name is Peanuts. <laughs> okay. You only answer to Peanuts. <laughs> yeah. And, so yeah. Then the- and the dog goes undercover with, I guess, a bikey gang and has to do some awful stuff, right, <laughs> to, to win their trust. <laughs> What kind of stuff do you think a dog would have to do to get the trust of some bikies? Probably kill a lot of other dogs and also attack people. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe do drugs and maybe ride motorbikes like that. at unsafe speeds. So it's like you can see it like 
biting some is it like it's chained up in the bikey's backyard and it's biting mm. somebody who tried to jump the fence it's also got a huge metal chain and there's three other dogs that are on big metal chains and they're also biting the man and you're walking by <laughs> yeah. watching this happen and the dog's biting and he looks up at you and it gives you a little <laughs> wink <laughs> you, you give him a little nod so you just and you're walking past eh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, you don't. He gives you a little wink that says, "Don't blow this for me." Yeah. Okay. I've been, I've been. This oper. This is a. This is an eighteen-month operation, and if you make a scene now, all of that goes. That's right. All of that's wasted. Yeah, and the dog. We're this close to evidence. busting this thing wide open. <laughs> what kind of evidence could the dog be collecting? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe. Look, we think about what do dogs do? They eat. A lot of shit, oh, yeah. weird stuff off the ground. So, and then they like do sometimes if they eat weird stuff, they do like to vomit it up again later on. Oh yeah. So maybe that's the dog's job. That's you right. Know, go in, eat a lot of cr- weird stuff off the ground. And you the just, bikey you hangout, just put in a little. Back. You put in a like just at nighttime. You go in and you just slide a little like square of like turf, fresh turf, mm. right? Like that, and you slide that in, and the dog comes and eats that grass. Okay, and then vomits on the turf. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that what right. they do? They often eat grass and then yeah. vomit, and then you later on you come back and then you just slide that sample out, and then you go have it. Just it go through. Oh, he's just you know, licking. The dog could be shitting. It could be shitting on the turf. You know, could be. And then you're going through that shit and finding traces. Know, but he's of clues. just licking stuff off, stuff off the ground. So stuff like that. So if mm. there's like traces of cocaine and different things like that, yeah, then sure. you know that it's it's got to be in there. It's you know that dog's not leaving that that uh, mm-hmm. that compound. Yep. Yeah. It's really good. Undercover yep. dog. Now, what about this yeah. Un- undercover yeah. dog boss? <laughs> yes, he just okay. pretends to now, just because. Okay, it's the it's the leader it's the of the pack. dog. Okay, it's the leader of the pack pretending to just be one of the other dogs. One of the other dogs. Just one of the yeah. One of the not leaders of the pack yeah. dogs, whatever they're called. And he just he starts. He one of the members of the pack puts on a mustache, <laughs> gets a broom. Yeah, yeah, great. The other dog. Goes around. What do you so? What do you think of the leader of the pack? He says <laughs> to the other dogs. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. He's. We're asking a lot of the listeners to give us the benefit of the doubt when we laugh at this idea. <laughs> it's. I mean, it'd be so hard to pull off to get the dogs to act right. <laughs> It would be so good to get two different performances out of the same dog. Yeah. I mean, that's as that's also the case when you do the undercover um, dog, you know, going into the criminal syndicate or whatever. Yeah. Well, there's a chance that we could actually get quite a bad dog and then just mm. add the winks in a bit later, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, great. We get a really terrible dog with just awful, awful personality problems. Yeah. Right, we film all the stuff where he's attacking people and that kind of thing to start with. You film that first, then you sedate him. You train the dog. Oh no, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you train the dog, and then you put the dog in with some little kids and stuff. Yeah, you train him really That's well. Really good. And then you yeah. put him in with the little babies and you just things, take a wild dog. Yeah, really wild. Oh, it's a great. It's a great. You know, I saw a John. I think it was a John Claude Van Damme movie, possibly, or maybe somebody else, where like. It turns out he looks exactly like the leader of some kind of terrorist organization. Maybe it was a the jack. Maybe it was called the Jackal, right? Yeah. And and then he gets sent. He gets trained up and sent in undercover to this organization to try and bring it down. They get the other guy out and they send him in there, right? Yeah. It'd be great if you found a dog that looked exactly like the dog owned by, you know. Osama bin Laden. That's right, yeah. Still alive, right? Still alive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or maybe Abu this, this Bashar. normal ba- family ba- dog. Al, you know, <laughs> Abu Bashar, al, you know, what's, what was his name? Bashir? Yeah. Is he Abu still Bashar, alive? Well, maybe, maybe not. Just, but here? Is it Bashir? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Which one yeah. is he? 
Was he a side man? Alternative history. Oh no, he's a yeah, he's we... the Indonesian guy, wasn't he? Mm. Was he the smiling assassin? No, maybe. Not. Oh, I don't know. Al. Well, it's 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 appalling that we don't know Back. our um, international. Oh yeah, no, he was a, no no he was an Indonesian Muslim cleric. Uh, sure. So, and he ran a boarding school in Nukruki, uh, Central Java. You getting uh, some phone vibrations, Andy? Yeah, you picked that up. Oh yeah, I'm picking it up. It's either that picking or your phone vibrations, or your your German shepherds is making a lot of weirder sounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? Anyway, yeah, this family dog. Normal family dog, maybe it's even like a, a lap dog, could be a fluffy little dog, turns out looks exactly like this psychopath dog. Um, yeah. It's a, no, it's a dog that works as a therapy dog in hospitals for sick kids, right? And But then it looks exactly like the dog owned by this terrorist leader and they have to retrain it and send it in. I think, and it's called the jackal. Oh, it's because the terrorists – has a jackal instead of a dog? Yeah, it's a jackal. Yeah. What is a jackal? Uh, is a jackal that it's not the same as a hyena, is it? No, it's just kind of like a like a thinner looking dog, kind of somewhere between like a, a you know like a like a wolf and a fox and a dog. Mm. Mm. You're yeah. looking at one right now. No, I'm just thinking about them, and I'm trying to. They're not hyenas. They're they're the hy the hyenas laugh, but you can say laughing like a jackal, can't you? Uh, well, like, no, you laugh like a hyena, and you jackal. you change costumes like a jackal. Mm. Um, Jackalinonassis. No, oh, yes, that's good. Oh, by, by the way, while you were also coming up with the, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that the movie's a, called Jackal in Onassis. There's a sketch and in it's the town. Onassis. In the making of, yes. like, you know, mm. there's, a, there's a film in, it's a making of this d- undercover dog movie. Yeah. You know, and it's the guys right. trying to make it happen, you know. And now we really need three performances out of this dog because it's doing the role, right, of the lap dog. Yeah. Then it's doing the role of the, um, of being the psycho undercover, yeah. but then it also has to play itself in the behind-the-scenes well, footage. And there's a chance. There's a chance that um, they just, you know, that it's it's not an actor dog. They just literally get one an aggressive dog from the pound, you know, mm. and so they might mm. not have a third role. Yeah, because I don't know. Sure. <laughs> because I'm not even sure if dogs uh. would even say that are. Are acting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, that's probably controversial. You know, I, I mean, a that's... lot of the time, you know, I, one of the big criticisms of Lassie is that he kept playing the same character over and over again. Is that one of the big criticisms? Yeah, is it? I would say. Uh, okay. Many people would suggest that it was the role she was playing it was very much kind of like Bill Murray and just mostly playing her, herself. I think that there is probably a, also a sketch to be had about the dog that played Lassie trying to take on other types of roles after being typecast. You know, it's probably maybe not a sketch we would do, but I believe there's something there. Yeah. And so, okay, let's see. Lassie getting typecast. Yeah, man. Typecast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, do you spell that cast with an E? Uh, yeah, that's right. I do. It's a reference to the Indian typecast system. I mean, that's. I guess that kind of is what it is, right? It is kind of a typecasting system it where is. they're like, "Well, this is what you do. Yeah, Sorry, this is your. We'd love to get you, give you a role other than as an untouchable, but." 
That's just how people see you. <laughs> it's your image. It's going to be very difficult for um, the viewers to believe you to get as anything that. else. Mm. What if you can just kind of leave town and then just kind of see if you can, you know, go to a new town and maybe like pass yourself off as something else? Do you think? Yeah, you think you I mean, that, that would be the. You'd think, you'd hope that that would be possible. Even if you could know. just make it to touchable. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Or even just not untouchable. Always very touchable. <laughs> um, um, how are we going for sketch ideas, well, Alistair? I mean, Aren't Andy, we within the realms? We have, we have uh, one, two, three, four dog sketch ideas, <laughs> mostly based around the same idea. And so, if you add that to our four other almost sketches, it, it makes for quite a hefty list. So then, I okay, guess great. that that would take us to the um, to the three words from a listener. If you would be happy to go to that, oh yeah, we patted it out with dogs out the wazoo. Oh yeah, let's go there. Well, today's listener is Crud. Hey, hey, Crud. Big play. I'd call I'd call Crud a um I don't know if this is um you know taking a liberty, but I I feel like calling Crud a friend of the show. I would say Crud is a friend of the show. Big player, big player in the uh, in the Discord. In the Discord, yeah. yeah one of the heavy hitter. One of the heavy hitters in there. I would say a celebrity in the Discord. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's some there's I mean, and there's some big, and that's saying a lot because there's some big celebrities in that Discord. Oh yeah. Yeah, I almost I. I actually don't want to name anybody because I feel like if I don't name one person, then that's – it wouldn't be fair. No, I think they're all celebrities I think in they're, well, they're all They're all constantly in my eyeballs. Mm. Um, so anyway, Crud um, wanted you to guess three words from a listener, and I think the listener <laughs> was a thing. So what's the first word, Andy? Any word – Name a word, any word. Uh, whistling. Yes, it's whistling. Yeah, great. <laughs> it is whistling. No, it's not. It is, it's whistling. Now, no, it's not. try to guess the second word. Oh, okay, have they just said to tell me that I got it right no matter what I say? Andy, no, that's not going to be the case. <sighs> okay. Bristling, the second word is bristling. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. I'm... <laughs> The second word is whistling. <laughs> okay, is the third word whistling? Andy, the third word is whistling. You almost got all three. <laughs> I hate this. Why? I hated that. Why? I had a really bad time. It was, I thought it was really and nice. I think it was really lovely. It's really driven a wedge between us. Well, Andy, it's now our relationship is we're no closer than, say, Alistair and Ben Russell. Yes. Incapable right. of <laughs> becoming the friends we probably both want to be. I'm not sure. Mm. Except for Ben. I don't know. Both I don't of us know. except for Ben. Except for ben. <laughs> <laughs> you and me want, you know, the, the friends that you and me want. Ben and me mm. to be friends. <laughs> mm. Both one of us is really keen on this. Yeah. Um, so, uh, wh- so whistling, <laughs> whistling, whistling. Okay, whistling, whistling, whistling. What about this? Okay. Think about this. What's the opposite of a whistling competition where if you whistle, you lose? <laughs> what? <laughs> You know, it's like the opposite of a whistling. Okay, so a whistling. So in your world, a whistling competition is one where if you whistle, you win. Is that right? Well, you know, and the, the opposite of that the, is one where if you whistle, you lose. The best wins, I guess. Ah, the best the whistle best wins. And so mm-hmm. the opposite could be that if you whistle, you lose. I, I mean, I love the idea of a bass whistler, someone who can whistle at a really, a really low whistle, and I'd love to hear what that sounds like, you know. I mean, that's probably it. You know what? I've heard it now, and I'm I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> mm. 
Um, but because you know those like bass flutes and stuff like that, yeah. they have to be so gigantic in order to get a kind of anything mm. that sounds even a bit bassy. Yeah, they're like sure. this half the size of you know, like the size of a closet. Mm. Um, but maybe like a pe- a penny whistle because a penny whistle is so small. Yes, you know, maybe or an ocarina, maybe a bass ocarina. Mm. You could just get it like sure. the size of a suitcase or something like that. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a piccolo, a bass piccolo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, one of the highest pitched sounds. Is there such a thing as a bass piccolo? Let's. I mean, I think that's probably like a piccolo is just a, a high pitched flute, right? So probably just the bass flute is the bass piccolo. I don't think you can then have a bass version of a high pitched version of a regular instrument <laughs> without just ending up back where you started. What? Wait, I have found what? a bass piccolo here. Hang on. No, oh, all right then. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> is, is it called a pick a very low? No, well, there's also a style of playing the bass, which is called piccolo bass. Mm. Uh, it's a beautiful word, piccolo. Piccolo. I know. Where do you think piccolo's from? I think it's from Italian. I think all the good words are from Italian. No, not all the and good words. And I think words. we should probably just what about switch kindergarten? over. Australia, let's, let's decide to start speaking Italian. I think we don't, it would be... We don't have the enthusiasm. I think, you know... What would really piss off the the English? Because you know they hate losing to us at cricket. I think we should also all start speaking Italian. Yeah, that's good. So they also lose us, like as in they had us speaking mm. English. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, well that's not too bad. Um, <laughs> um, and so why do we do that? Maybe it's just our cricket team that speaks Italian. We might not all have to learn oh, it. Oh yeah, so then But I just think it would be wonderful to see them out there in the what in the baggy green? Is that what they call it? In the baggy greens. Yeah. Um speaking in their beautiful Italian. Rich. <laughs> well, I think you good. mean I in think their, this could be what in their verde largo. Mm, Verde Lago. Correct. Verde Lago. Um, anyway, that's... Verde Largo. That's nothing. Verde Largo. <laughs> Out there. The Verde but, I, you know, but also you'd, you'd have some wonderful florid language that we could use when we're swearing at them in our non-native tongue. Um, floral, yeah. Look, Andy, is this a sketch idea? Uh, yeah, I guess. It's not, no, it's not whistle, whistle, whistle. This is not whistling, whistling. What about whistling. Whistler's mother? Hey? What about that? Yeah. Whistler's Whistling's mother? mother? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about this? Whistler yeah. Yeah. smother, right? Somebody is whistling so much that you put a pillow over their mouth yeah. and you kill them. I feel like a whistling-based horror And they horror whistle film. their last whistle. He's whistled. Right? They Their death whistle. <gasps> you hear <laughs> their death whistle. Like, so wait, are you using whistling to kill or whistling? Oh, cutting off their lips. It's a guy who cuts oh, off Oh, wow. The and they'll never whistle again. the whistlers. You know, that's a great. What would you cut them off with? What would be like a good thing to cut off the whole lip thing? Like, is there something that you could just put the like kissy lips? I feel like scissors would do it. Yeah, you know, I feel like you just grab those lips, pull them out, and chop them off with a pair of scissors. Yeah. It's or secateurs. It's an awful thing to imagine yeah. doing to someone and having done to you. <laughs> I think it's bad. Yeah, that's they're true. both bad. Yeah. Especially if it's done to to you by you, and you can't con- mm. convince yourself otherwise. Mm. Um, but still, doesn't feel quite sketchy enough, Andy. Yeah, um, are you sure? <laughs> eh? You sure? It feels like a classic sketch to me. Um, chopping off somebody's lips. Yes, oh, I'm. Oh, what do? You, okay, so this is. So somebody walks into the kitchen, says, mm. um, "It's a daughter." She says, Dad, where are the scissors? 
Um, he says, oh, well, they're where they usually are. And she goes, where's that, Dad? And then he says, well, they're in the uh, second drawer from the from the top with uh, the, you know, the tongs and the uh, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the whisk. And then she says, What's, what do you need them for? She says, I'm going to cut, cut off Johnny's lips because he won't stop whistling. Great. And then he, and then and then she runs off, and dad, the dad calls out, "Oi! Uh, no running! You walk carefully when you're holding those." Yeah. And scene. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, neither of us feel uh, sound satisfied, Andy. No, no, it's made me um, think fondly, though, of our bit from uh, Teleport about the reverse knife. Which is designed specifically for safe handing, yeah. where the blade is where the handle should be, and the handle is where the blade should be. So when you think you're handing it wrong, you're actually handing it right. Yeah. And yeah, that was enjoyable. Yeah. Well, you think we do that with the with the lip cutting scissors as well? With the scissors, yeah, it could be. You know. <laughs> um, what about? Have we done a whistling language? Have we done that? Um, it's a small yeah. suburb in Melbourne where there's a whistling language that still continues to Has this emerged. Day. It's a dialect. Yes. And, uh, and, uh, and everybody's pissed off with them. Oh, Andy, this is terrible. Um, well, I mean, you know, there's not as much to go on as there usually is. Um. <laughs> Yes, we stick to those words so much. Well, what is the what is the three whistling make you think that that you know you got to take out of the form whistling whistling. I mean, whistling. What is whistling? It's a thing that you can do to appear nonchalant, right? Supposedly, yeah. You know, if you're committing a crime or something like that, mm. you uh, you whistle yeah. so that nobody suspects a thing. Ah, he's just whistling. You think to yourself, nothing could be going, nothing untoward yeah. could be happening there. Now, what is another way in which we could you could deploy that? You know, the power of whistling to make what you're see you're doing seem innocent. Are you committing war crimes? Are you? Um, are you whistling? Are you drowning? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> or drowning somebody? Or drowning yourself? Are you um, stealing the Elgin marbles from Greece? Uh, uh, Sometimes you also whistle for enjoyment. That's true. The three whistles. So happy. Um, The three whistlings. Or you have a a kettle that whistles when it's boiled. Could you have (laughs) a penis that whistles when it's ready, when it's it's time for you to go to the toilet? Yeah. To go do a a wee. All right, I'm going to write oh. that down. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, it's especially with somebody My. who's been drinking nothing but cups of tea. Mm. Oh, very good. I think I've been drinking my tea too hot. Why is that, dear? Well, my penis whistles when it's time to go to the toilet. Man. That's like a that's a, like at a roast. For a guy, and all we know about him is that he drinks heaps of tea. It's at the, it's at the, uh, it's you're roasting the guy who who runs the Dilmar company. Yeah, great. <laughs> this is when he, when I mean, Mister Dilmar. This is you're roasting the CEO, CEO, yeah. Mister Dilmar. Um, anyway, and then the joke. Yeah, great. Oh, that's really good. Um, he drinks so much tea, um, etc. And, the, and the his joke. skin um, color is not from the uh, his the Indian heritage, Indian heritage, or possibly it's Sri Lanka. Probably, I would say, due to the tannins in the tea from all the tea that he drinks. <laughs> When he speaks, um, when he speaks, <laughs> uh, it's very warm and enjoyable. 
Mm. Right. See, we're roast guys now. This is what we do. Um, it's a stack. This is second nature to us. This is easy for us. Yeah. All right. We're gonna. Oh, we're gonna read you through the things. Oh God. Oh, oh God. Why was that so? <laughs> why was that so hard? Just read to them get really quickly, Alison. Okay. Read them really uh, quickly. Left. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, a person who left his fortune to his child's penis. <laughs> what? That was the, one of the first I don't things we said. That at all. The black widow species. We have sex with Neanderthals, <laughs> then wipe out their entire species. Then we have the Gumby Soup. Oh, Andy, come on now. No, I said gumbo. A gumbo. And then and then we said, we should all go to the toilet in the open to make sure we don't get abused so that everybody mm. can watch us. We've got sending a dog undercover as Peanut, but his name is Rover. Um, but then, you know, there's, there's more to it. But... <laughs> um, uh, wait, into into a bikey gang. Yeah. Um, then we've got the making of that movie. So then we're going to get that movie and then we're also going to get the making of it. Then we have normal dog looks just like terrorist leader's dog. Great. And then we have it's another one Lassie, of this rich main vein. Lassie getting typecast. <laughs> mm. And then we have a penis that whistles when it's ready to pee. <laughs> and he, these these this is one of the worst <laughs> like you know i feel like i had fun during the thing but i don't know how there's so little on the page that represents any fun <laughs> why why does the penis not flop around all over the place when the wee comes out like a like a garden hose yeah like a, like a fireman's hose i mean yeah i mean i realize you're supposed to hold it yeah. and that's part of it but do you think if you didn't hold it I think I mean, that's I exactly why you it. hold it, yeah. Yeah, so that it doesn't flail. Well, I don't around. know if it will flail, but it will it will be lifted. It will get it will get some <laughs> mm. kind of mm. um lift. You know, as as Newton once told us that when that force yes. of it ejecting, technically we should move backwards, I think, like a like a rocket. There and you so go. you've got to tense up your calf muscles and lean forward. It's essentially um, a propulsion system. I think we're using it wrong. We're using uh, peeing wrong. Yeah, no, I, th- I think we might have had that actually in previous episodes as a form of propulsion. I know, but or maybe it was ejaculate. Mm. But have you been? Have you been using? Either way, something to be proud have of. Have you been peeing wrong this whole time? Yes. <gasps> oh, you've been peeing wrong this entire time. That's a great. <laughs> It's a great a bit of clickbait video. content. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I guess we better go into the song. Thank you so much for listening to Two in the Think Tank. Tank. Um, um, maybe you remember some good bits from the episode. Maybe, yeah, and then you could write those down instead, <laughs> and let us know if they if, if we have got a better write down than us. If they exist, <gasps> you know, sometimes it would be nice to see because you know, like if if you watch a boxing match, there's the judges, but some people like to 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 judge at home, and they go, "Oh, I got oh. it that Lomachenko won the first, third, and and the fifth round, like that." It would be yeah. great to get. Uh, some of the the Your listeners' scorecards on what on what they mm. think the sketch ideas were. Yeah, um, I'm picking that Lassie typecast one. Will be featuring pretty heavily. Pretty heavily. Yes, Alistair. Everybody should go and listen to your recent episode of Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. It's a comedy masterclass. It's a comedy masterclass. I have no idea what happened. I have no member memory of what happened, but I remember Matt saying he's going to have to cut out most of it. Um, ah, that hurts. Yeah, well, because he has to he has to put the rude bits at the end and the non-important yeah. bits at the end now. Um, also, I, I don't think it's been released yet, but I did an episode of Murph's Tavern. Um, mm. But it's an, a Simpsons-based podcast by Murphy McLaughlin. And, you know, if you want a, 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 a Simpsons podcast, um, go check that out and then get yourself acclimatized to it. Um and then you'll be ready for when um, uh, my episode comes out, which might be soon. 
You know, who knows? It's called Murph's Tavern. Talk to you soon. We're going to go now. (laughs) (laughs) And we we love love you. you. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.